0: service is taken from Revelation 3, verses 14 through 22, we just read that together, it's the letter to the Laodiceans, and then after the sermon we will sing from Psalm 60, sisters, I think most of you are familiar with the anecdote about the frog being boiled alive. I'm not entirely sure if it is true, the jury is still out on that, but there is scientific evidence that if you put a frog in a container of water and begin to heat the water very slowly, that then eventually, In the environment are too slow, are so slow to occur that the frog doesn't notice them until it is too late. His body temperature rises in accordance with the environment around him. For that reason, he doesn't notice, and that's what causes its death. The text of this morning's sermon. Jesus says that the members of the church at Laodicea are lukewarm, and that He is about to spit them out of His mouth. They should be either hot, or they should be cold. To be lukewarm, to be lukewarm, is very dangerous. Why? Why is it better to be either hot or cold? What does it mean? These are some of the us for the way that we should be as members of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. i have summarize the text as follows. The Lord warns his church not to be lukewarm, and then we will look at three things. First of all, we will look at the specific situation in Laodicea, or I'll speak to you about the meaning of hot or cold, and then the sinful condition of the people, meaning of lukewarmness, and then finally the great blessings. city of Laodicea no longer exists today. All you will find today are some ruins. These ruins are located near the Turkish town of Denizili. But from those ruins, you can tell quite a bit. You can tell from them, for example, that Laodicea at one time was a for example, that when in the year 60 after Christ, there was an earthquake, and part of the city was demolished, then the city prided itself for not asking for any kind of financial assistance from the Roman Empire. The city and its citizens had the financial all over the world would converge. It was also a city with a flourishing banking industry. Laodicea was also known for the manufacture of clothing from local black wool. And the city boasted a famous medical school. water supply, water system. The Romans, who were great engineers, had water transported via a very well-constructed aqueduct leading from the mountain springs right into the city. Through gravity, the water was raised to a tall water distribution tower from where it led into the various parts of the city. found friezes and statues of the gods, Zeus, Theseus, Minotaur, and Isis, to mention just a few of the main ones. From all this, we know that Laodicea was one of the wealthiest and cultured cities in the whole Roman Empire. Now, that helps us to better understand the meaning of the word of the Holy Spirit to the Laodiceans. Well, what does the Holy Spirit mean when he says to them? those people belonging to the church in Laodicea are lukewarm, neither hot or cold. Well, he uses imagery that those people of Laodicea right away understood. For the language that he uses and the concepts that he uses was specific to them. They knew exactly what he meant with regard to heart and They think that when the Lord Jesus refers to the fact that the Laodiceans should be hot rather than cold, rather than lukewarm, means that they should be full of enthusiasm for God and his people. Someone who is hot is someone who is constantly burning for the Lord. His fire and zeal never go out. And that's true, of course. But that is not what the Holy Spirit has in mind in this case. And the same thing is true of being cold. When someone is called go cold in a relationship, that means that he or she is indifferent. And he doesn't care about the relationship. In the relationship with God, that would mean that you don't care about him or about his people. Your heart is cold toward God. You give him the cold shoulder. says that he prefers the members of the church at Laodicea to be either hot or cold. Does he prefer coldness towards his service? Well, no, and so certainly that cannot be meant. What then is the answer? Well, as I said, the Holy Spirit chose his words very the words accurately reflect the peculiar situation and circumstances in that city. And that's evident, first of all, throughout this whole letter. He uses concepts which are readily understood by the Laodiceans. For example, the text speaks about how rich they are. Well, it was true they were rich. And that included the people that belonged to the church. And so the Lord God tells them to find their true riches with him. Further, in verse 18, he also speaks about salve to be put on your eyes. We also know that in Laodicea, a certain powder was developed, which apparently was good medicine for weak eyes. Laodicea was famous for that particular lotion. It was sold all over. well-known. The Lord God says he will give them white clothes instead of black. And so you see in these verses all kinds of references to the particular situation in Laodicea. The Lord uses what is familiar in their world and then he applies it to what it means and what the application is in his world. See, Laodicea was very close to the city of Hierapolis, which was famous for its hot medicinal mineral springs. People from all over, including the city of Laodicea, would go up. flow down from that city and cross a high plain until it cascaded down a cliff which faced Laodicea. By the time that water reached the valley floor where Laodicea was located, that water would be lukewarm. It would be putrid and nauseating. At that point nobody would want to drink that water was disgusting. At this point, it was good for nothing. No, the water that the people of Laodicea bathed in and what they used for watering their gardens and what they drank would be the refreshingly cold water that came down from the mountains and that was piped into the city. That water was good for everything. so the people understood very well what the Lord God meant when he said that they were lukewarm. They knew that that meant that they were good for nothing. They were not good for healing, nor were they good for drinking. They were like that putrid water that spilled down from Hierapolis. Because they are lukewarm like that, the Lord says that he will spit them out sense were these Laodiceans lukewarm? In what way did they conform to the temperature around them? Well, in the first place, they did so with their wealth. Verse 17 states that they were quite proud of the fact that they were rich, and that therefore they did not need a thing. They did not see their own wretchedness, their own poverty, their own blindness, their own Jesus said at one time that it is very hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. It is harder for a rich man to enter God's kingdom than for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Why? Because those who are rich have the great temptation of depending on their riches and of pursuing it with all their might. When you are rich, you don't need other people as much as others. And you might even think that you don't need God. And they are are in danger of replacing God with their money. You cannot serve both God and mammon, money. You either serve the one or you serve the other. That was the problem with the people at Laodicea. They were busy day and night gathering up riches for themselves. They pursued wealth with great zeal. And they loved their riches. That's also clear from verse 17. It says there that they actually boasted about their riches. They're proud of their money, of their ability to make money. And they show off with it. And they couldn't imagine life without it. Well, sure, they called themselves Christians. They had at one time been converted to the Christian faith, and they will have changed some of their former heathen practices. No doubt these people went regularly to church, and you can be sure that they gave generously as well. The church at Laodicea didn't have any mortgage, I'm sure. The budget was well balanced. sisters' world conformity is as much a danger now as it was then. Some of us are not any different from the world around us either. It is true that we have to live in this world and earn our bread in it. The Lord God has greatly blessed us. And that's okay. It's God's blessings. However, as soon as we pursue riches as an end in itself, different from the Laodiceans. If we at all costs do not in any way want to jeopardize our paychecks, then we are just like them. If we think, for example, it is also necessary to work on Sundays so that we can afford some extra things, so that we can keep up with the Joneses, or if we think it is necessary for us to be a member of a militant union, take over the immoral practices of greedy corporations then we too have become lukewarm then we have adjusted our temperature to the temperature of the world and if we are not any different from others in our business practices than the people of the world Says to the sayings. he says to them that they must realize that they are wretched, pitiful. not lead to a miserable existence? If you think of yourself as a wretched and pitiable person, aren't you then full of self-loathing? If that's how you think about yourself, then you're going to end up in a psychiatrist's chair. And you will be impossible to live with. Who wants to live with someone who is miserable all the time? But you have to understand what Christ is actually saying here to the the And why? These people prided in themselves. They thought that they were such good people because of their material possessions. And they treat others in accordance with that perception they have. Because of their false pride, he calls them wretched. Because of their sins, because their hearts are dark and ugly, and that is the condition of every man, of every unrepented man. But these people didn't see it. They hide their ugly nature by the wearing of nice and expensive clothes, by living in these people look with pity upon others who are not as rich they can't imagine how people with much less than they have how they can be happy yet the Lord says that they are the ones who are actually to be pitied they are the ones in need of mercy these people of Laodicea better realize that whatever they have, they have received from God. God is the one who prospers you. Without God you have absolutely nothing. But because they think that they are rich with material wealth, they are actually very poor. And for that reason, he also says that they are blind. They do not see these. He says that they're naked. That's quite remarkable for he's saying that to those people who actually have such beautiful clothes to wear. They are naked, however, in a spiritual sense. And that's the reality for all of us, rich or poor. Before God, we're all naked. He strips us bare. For you see, when you are discovered of your sins, then you stand naked before God. Every wrinkle and every spot and every blemish. He sees how. see yourself for the miserable creature that you are. Then you know that you stand naked before God. But those loud didn't see it. And therefore they didn't see the great riches that they did have in the Lord Jesus Christ either. Come to the third point. Once you realize God given you and me? Let me tell you. The Lord God has given you a new cloak, namely a cloak of righteousness. And therefore those who believe and have put their trust in God alone no longer stand naked before him in him. The riches that he has received because of his obedience is now given to you. He forgives you your sins. And because he forgives you your sins, he also gives you eternal life. He gives you the greatest joy that any man or woman could ever receive, namely the great joy of salvation. And that gives you peace. That gives you in your life. You don't have to be like the world to pursue money or whatever it is, or fame or fortune. You seek your riches with God and he gives you peace, peace in your families. He gives you eternal salvation. What more would you want? We brothers and sisters are extremely rich. Most of us have been taught from our birth about our salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. We have been told by our parents and our teachers and the office bearers and every Sunday from this pulpit about that great heritage that's stored up for us. therefore also want to speak to others about that salvation, for you can't help it. It is the greatest joy in your life, and so you will want to talk to your children about it, to your friends, to others with whom you come into contact, for you are clean, in spite of the fact that you are polluted because of your sins. You are rich because of the great inheritance that Christ acquired for you, and you want others to know about it. mineral springs of Hierapolis in other words you will be like medicine to those whom God has placed on your path or you will be cold you will be like a cold refreshing drink of water that comes down from the mountain springs anyone who drinks from that or plays in it who abates in it will be totally revitalized When you are a world conformist, if you live a worldly life, you look warm. And then you're not a blessing to others. Oh, you may give all kinds of things and do all kinds of good things, but ultimately you're not a blessing to others. You're just helping them further down the road of destruction. For then you are like the rest of this world with its emptiness with its medicine that doesn't heal, with its putrid water that doesn't quench anyone's thirst. They wallow in their own dirt. The people of the world put their hope in the here and now. They find their pleasure in material things, but they will never, ever be satisfied. They always will want more. Earthly things do not satisfy. They only leave you disappointed and That putrid, lukewarm water of the world. You may not adjust yourself to the temperature of the world. But then there will not be any real joy in your life. The poisonous atmosphere will choke the life out of you. And you'd be like that frog that adjusts itself to the temperature of the water. No matter what the temperature is. And the world, the atmosphere will kill you. You know how rich you are. asked of you and me as well what's your temperature are you hot or cold or lukewarm if you're the wrong temperature do something about it the Lord Jesus says to the the saints that you must repent and he says that to you and to me as well repentance brothers and sisters is not just a one time activity it's a daily activity